You're listening to the 405 Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this episode is of Jonas of the band Mew. When you think of artists who have only ever done things the way they wanted to, you have to bring up Mew within that conversation. They've consistently made great records, constantly making music fans in their country of Denmark proud, and they've always only ever done things their own way. With this talk, me and Jonas go into the band's longevity, as well as the process of what goes into making a Mew album, specifically their latest album, Visuals. This is the 405 Podcast with Mew. Enjoy. So how long have you been in New York? We arrived the day before yesterday, uh, quite late in the evening, yeah. um, and then, yeah, then we, we had yesterday, we had some of the day off, mm-hmm. and a few, like, session promo things, but, uh, but, yeah, it was nice, it's nice to be back here, I spent a lot of time here, so I, I feel a little bit, like, uh, not really like home, but it feels very familiar, you know? Yeah, like a second home of sorts, I Yeah, imagine. kind of, yeah. Uh, I've spent some time in Denmark before. Um, Copenhagen mostly, but I felt like I got a good vibe of the country, and even though Copenhagen is such quite like a, a big city within itself, I feel like New York is definitely like, like you come to a place like this and you're like, what the hell, with yeah. the skyscrapers and everything. It's huge, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Was it like that for you guys when you first came here? Because you guys have been coming here pretty consistently since, since the band started pretty much, right? Yeah. I think that the first time we came here we played a place called Brownies, which, oh, uh, wow. which yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And I remember even then we, we were using projections and we had a screen with us and, and the guy, he was like, the guy in the venue was like, is this fireproof? And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then he'd see, he'd, then he lit a match and, and lit it on fire. And he lit? Yeah. And it wasn't so fireproof. But then we got, we got a, a hold of some kind of spray that could make it fireproof. Holy shit. But it, it had that little, little brown burn for ever since you know. how do you react though you guys were such a young man we were kind of shocked that he was <laughs> but I think it was it was, it was a good he did his job I mean it was a good thing that he did it because I, I think there's there's been accidents with uh, you know fire with screens burning and, and it spreads very fast and stuff that so. is fucking incredible okay yeah. wow well that's that's definitely a first experience <laughs> to have in New York um, yeah I did a, a bit of reading on you guys before I met up with you obviously and there was something that really stuck out to me. I think it was you that said it, actually. You said that um, uh, the last time you guys came to the States and toured, it was one of the best touring experiences the band has ever had. And yeah. I'd love to hear you talk a bit about that. Like, What was it about that experience that's really stuck with you? Well, I think that uh, it had been a number of years since we played here, and uh, we didn't really know what to expect. And um, we thought maybe it's going to go down a little bit, like since last time, maybe people have forgotten about us because we been so long we spent a long time there on the album and uh, and we we're just so happy to see the, the turnout and and to, f- to feel the, the connection was still there and, and it, was, it was just great crowds and we had a good time it was just really a nice nice time in our lives I think do you feel like that's a testament to because I when I think about your band because I think I might have uh, been aware of your band since around I say 2009 and I looked I went back into records, I've listened to records that have come out since, like, as they've come out. 
And I think what's really intriguing about your band, in contrast to so many other bands, is that your band is so definitively, definitively an albums band. Yeah. Where, where people listen to your band, there's not a shadow of a doubt where they'll definitely be listening to the album in and out. Do you feel like when you came in and you had that reaction last time, it was almost a bit of like a testament to that? Yeah, absolutely. When we play here, we, we don't feel at all like people just come to hear the, the four or five songs that we're kind of known for or whatever, you know. It, it's, it feels like people really know the material and, and they they appreciate, you know, a lot of different songs. So, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just always been... I think also there's there's just this kind of mythology for us about America, you know, like for any yeah. European band, I think, yeah. just to, when you tour America, that sounds, you know, when you tell people, like, I'm going to tour America, it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> I remember when I was, because uh, I, I was born here, but I was mostly raised in um, England, and I, uh, we moved here fully when I was uh, 12, and I remember, like, I can still remember being 12, being on the plane ride, and just, I had, like, almost every John Hughes movie playing in my head. Uh, thinking that's what my school experience is going to be Right, yeah. It is a little bit like entering a movie the first time you come here. It really is. The first time I ever were in the States was, was Las Vegas, which I, I think is a... <laughs> oh my, that's a big really, It was for a convention in, you know, film film uh, equipment. Really? So I, I, that was a weird introduction to America. And then the second time was New York, which I, I much that's interesting you said that just now because prior to us talking um you were like working a bit on the projection uh upstairs yeah. uh, back to, well downstairs we're upstairs now working on it yeah. desperately trying to get it working <laughs> yeah uh, but i'm curious with that element of because you mentioned also using a projector when you first started yeah does that come from like a love of film is, is that like quite a prominent thing about you it was i, I kind of i mean we, we always played in the band we started in in school you know so it was always you know, our passion, but I, I didn't really know if I was going to be able to make a living off it, you know, I, I did, definitely didn't take that for granted, so when I finished high school, I, I kind of, even when I was in high school, I started editing film for people, um, what? and, and, uh, and video, I, I actually uh, worked with a lot of people and then later became filmmakers, you know, they're like in their film school days, yeah. and so, and, and they were kind of trying to make me, uh, you know, because you can, you can go to school and become an editor, and I, I, but I really didn't want to go to school anymore. And it's, like, it's too much school, and I just want to come out and be in the world. And so I started working in in film, like uh, doing special effects and editing and stuff like that. And so I did that on the side until we we finally got signed to uh, to, to get like a proper record deal, and we we moved to London and started living there. And that's when I sort of said goodbye to that as a, you know, as a job. But I, I oh. kept doing it for the band, like for the projections, like yeah. to make animations and things like that. I'm so intrigued by this right now, like what you just brought up, because, you know, when I brought up the aspect about you guys being like an albums band and the fact that people go in and out of your albums, I mean, Visual is your most recent album. That's your seventh album, I believe. Yeah, that's our one. It's seventh album. Yeah, seventh, so yeah. How's it, I mean, with that story you just said, along with brownies and being able to remember those first experiences, how's it like knowing that you have seven albums? Like, that's pretty crazy. It is. It, it kind of... I don't know. I, it's, I've, I don't think I've ever been able to fully understand the passage of time. I, I don't know if I'm in a continuous state of shock about how quickly it passes. I, in some ways, I feel like we, we were here last week, you know, and in some ways I feel like it was ages ago. It just, uh, you know, 
it's, it's life. It, it's strange. It, I, I sometimes don't feel like I have a proper sense of the, the chronology of, of everything. You know, like I, I remember things like we were just talking about before we started this. When did we play with the editors? And I cannot actually remember if it was two years ago or it was this year. You know, yeah. so it's that, that's strange. I mean, I, I hope I'm not. I hope there's nothing wrong with me. But uh, sometimes things get blurry that way. You know. Well, um, I know it might be hard to say so definitively, uh, but I'm curious in regards to just like how you personally feel. Is there a sense of pride in knowing that? your band has been able to make seven albums because I feel like when all bands are starting out and especially for a record deal the biggest like uh, like uh, aspect of hope in their mind is that longevity happens and you've yeah. essentially achieved that yeah I mean that that is it, it it would feel so weird if if our band stopped existing it would I mean it's such a big part of us and and, and uh, it's yeah I mean it, 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 I, I don't know. It's it's uh, seven albums is is really not that much when you consider how long we've been playing. I mean, we started when we were uh, fifteen, something like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so so in that sense, it, it's not that much, and we also spent a long time on most of the albums. Uh, so I I see each album, I think, as kind of like a documentation of where we were at that point in time. Yeah. Like, what we cared about and what things that made impressions on us and and the memories of that time, you know. So so it is a little bit like like diary entries, you know, in the, in the grander scheme of things. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm proud of it. I, I I'm very happy that we, I'm very grateful to still have this uh, to be able to make a living, make music. You know, it's not it's not that easy these days. You know? No, it really isn't. But, um, you know, going into visuals specifically a little bit, because I am really, I mean, it, I, I find myself very fascinated by that aspect of longevity. And I feel like when I listened to visuals when it came out, I felt that encapsulated so much about what your band's about as well as where your band is going. And that led me to wonder when the, cre when the process came to creating this album in terms of conceptualizing and writing. What was it about this particular starting point that felt different in contrast to others? Or does every album's beginning feel different at this point? The first thing that was different was that we were actually able to write some some stuff on tour. You know, we, we never used to do that. It was kind of like we're just in a different state of mind when we're on tour than, than we're not in we're not really able to write usually. But uh, on the last tour we did a couple of years ago, um, and especially here in America actually, we, we we just felt this energy. We had like extra energy, you know. Yeah. So, and uh, we started listening to ideas and demos, and and then uh, we decided to to sort of just not because usually we we take a break after touring an album, and we, we kind of don't see each other for a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> that, many would, I think many would say that's very essential. Yeah. Very healthy. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but this time we just decided to because we were kind of excited about these ideas and we, we wanted to keep going, and so we met we we did the last show in, in London I think in December two thousand fifteen and then uh, right after New Year's a couple of days after New Year's we got together and collected all the material we had and listened to it over and over and figured out what we wanted to to work on and so the album feels very much like a continuation of that energy in a way and uh, and we 
we also ended up making it quite fast. We, we decided it, it wasn't really a decision. We started writing and doing demos of things, and, and we got quite far that way with things. And we just didn't really feel like that we needed to have a producer on this album. We wanted to try, try our own hands at, at producing, you know. So, so that was a first for us as well, that, that the album was self-produced. And we even did a lot of the engineering ourselves. And, I did the artwork. It was just kind of we continued in that vein of, of just kind of like a do-it-yourself uh, yeah. spirit, you know. So yeah. I I mean this in quite a, the most respectful way. But what's interesting about what you just said is because I feel like for people who have listened to all your records, um, the idea that there have been producers there, in contrast to how this one self-produced, it's almost really confusing and intriguing to some. Because I feel like every record has been able to retain what your band essentially is, even as you guys have evolved. Yeah. Um, what do you feel was particular with this instance, like, I guess the bravery, because there is a sense of bravery in doing everything your own and self-producing, like, where do you think that came from this time around? I think it just came from that, 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 that feeling, the, the sort of, the, I don't know, I, I thought about that a lot when I was touring two years ago, like how, that I felt this weird sense of gratitude uh, waking up in weird hotels around the world and oh. I just felt like, wow, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I fully appreciated this before, you know. I, really? I, I, well, I, I did, but but I, I, I guess I kind of thought, well, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing something else that was just as interesting or something like that. Yeah. But I, I can't really, there isn't really any other job like it, you know. It's 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 a very it's very gratifying to 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 travel the world and, and play in places and the, the you know the, the appreciation you feel from from the the audience and uh, just being able to externalize things you know and, and feel like you have a connection with people is uh, you know it's really amazing you know and, and I just I think it's also an age thing yeah. when you're younger you you kind of you don't know really where you're going. You you could go anywhere. You know, it's like kind of limitless. And as you get older, you kind of realize that it, it really isn't limitless. You know, but but in its in what you have in in the world that you live in and the life you have, within those frames, it can be limitless. But you you gotta sort of appreciate it. You know, you gotta be grateful for it. Because I also think that's the that's the path to feeling happy. Is is to feel grateful. You know, it's. Uh, it, they're, they're very uh, connected. No, I could honestly say, um, in to just go a little further, what you said about what you said about the age thing, I found a big difficulty with me personally, and people were also my friends and peers, people my age, is that like I feel like that's something we think about, but we're so wrapped up in thinking about what's next or where we're going, mm. uh, which is like the cliche like Jack Kerouac on the road type of thing of just like finding yourself so focused on where you're going rather than thinking about where you are but it's so beautiful seeing that you were able to have those reflective moments yeah i mean I, I think that you have an illusion when you're younger that there is some kind of destination and there really isn't i mean the, the only destination is, is death you know <laughs> so so that it is about the journey i mean it's such a cliche to say but it really is that, that that's what life is you know yeah. uh, i think john lennon said like Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Yeah. Which is, you know, very, very true. And uh, all of a sudden, you, in the blink of an eye, you, you, you know, you're much older and things are different. 
it's, it's really about, I mean, I, I think about that a lot these days. I feel like I already will know the answer, but do you think your younger self would find himself very surprised at seeing you the way you are today? The fact that you're still in this band and still making very progressive records and touring? Yeah, um, I don't know. I yeah, I think I think I'd be I'd be happy knowing that I, that I'm still doing it at this point. You know, um, it's but you but you know people change. When I was a kid. I, I kind of pro I made a promise to myself that I would uh, never stop playing computer games because, did I love, because I love computer games so much, and I actually did stop. I, I don't find it that interesting anymore. So that's that's something like that, that I would be probably <laughs> disappointed in myself. No joke. That actually happened to me when I was seventeen, and yeah. like my first, um, I think it was my first month of college. I like I, I was super super into computer games. So my first month of college. I was like juggling the assignments and everything with playing computer games, video games. I remember finding myself having a conversation internally like, oh my god, if I want to do well in school, I have to actually stop. Because yeah. it's so much more intense. I think, you know, I still appreciate the, uh, the you know, the, the artistry. The artistry, yeah. I, I don't like it when they become too real looking. I, mm. I like that it's an abstraction yeah. of reality in a way, you know. It's, but uh, I, just, I just don't get hooked in as much as I did when I was a kid, you know, that, there's a lot of stuff like that that I, I feel has changed, like, uh, it feels like it's very hard to, to grab people's attention for a long time, you know, so a lot of people I know, even when they're watching a film on TV or something, they're also kind of on their phone, they also got eyes on yeah. the and it's like this gotta be constantly connected and, and uh, stimulated. I, I love that you said that just now because like whenever um, I'm talking to a friend of mine or an acquaintance or whatever and they'll, if we talk about movies, right, mm. and they start critiquing a movie, I usually always find myself asking, were you sitting down watching or were you watching and texting? Right. Because exactly. it's such a different experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard to allow your mind to fully, you know, to fully immerse itself in it's just there's so many distractions now. I feel like I'm already I already know what the answer is gonna be, but I still would love to hear you talk about this. Because um, you described what it was like the start of creating visuals and what that was like, and this made me wonder for all your albums. We talked earlier about like how your fans and most people are so who associate your band listen to the albums inside it out. Do you feel that's something the band is conscious of when you're making records, knowing that? In contrast to most other musicians, the people will be listening to this will be listening to it in a layered path, path uh, fashion inside it out. Like, do you feel aware of that? When you're making yeah, that that you can sort of that we keep uh, you know putting things in there that people can discover you know, after several listens. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, that is, yeah. I I think that yeah, it is something we think about. It's also just about. I really think the best way to make music is to think, what would I like to listen to, you know, and really kind of know what you want to listen to, because if, if you make an album, you should make what you would want other people to make, maybe, you know, or, or you just make things that, that are interesting to you, and, I, and that is a big part of it for me. I love music that I can listen to several times, and I'll, I'll keep discovering new ideas that kind of that are hidden, like the little... Would, would you say that's kind of been the driving force of like your creativity like pretty much since the band started or is that some is that an intrigue you had to kind of grow into 
Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how, how conscious we were about it. It was always a thing. I think that we were, when we were younger, we had this weird, like it was almost like a superstition, like there's something telling me that this part should be repeated three times, not four, you know, like it's, it's it comes from somewhere else, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm, it's, it's coming through me. Why three? But it, it feels right, you know. Yeah. And I think as we as we're getting older, maybe we are more sort of I don't know. It, it's it comes more. It's it's more like a decision, really, to sort of like what 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 actually makes this song better or worse, you know. And yeah. so there's not I don't know. It's hard to say. It's 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 very complicated actually because it's it's it has to do with self awareness as well as creativity and. and Sometimes they are sort of mutually exclusive in a way, you know, like uh, I don't think you should think too much about why you do what you do because then you might actually hinder it from happening, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, uh, sometimes it really is just something that comes out of you automatically, you know, yeah. and you shouldn't question it too much or second guess it, you know. Talk to me a little bit about um, 85 videos because you brought up earlier how you created the album artwork and the album artwork is within that video as well talk to me mm. about that video and kind of the inspiration behind that artwork because it is very striking it especially because in the title it was kind of just uh i think making the album had a lot of experiment experimentation in it and a lot of that was just trying things out and then if we thought it works we'll keep it you know and the same thing really with the artwork and the videos we I've been making these kaleidoscopes and trying to make them into masks and then we all got together to, to photograph it and uh, we didn't really know what it was going to look like until we tried. So we were just really lucky that, that it looked cool, you know. Yeah, it does look cool. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of, you, you know, there's, you can say a lot of things about masks and what they mean symbolically, and, and, you know, but I think that, uh, Again, it's just like just kind of a stream of things happening that, that worked out well, and and, uh, and that was also part of why it, it could happen fairly fast, you know, because we usually spend such a long time on, on everything, you know, and, and oftentimes, sometimes it really pays off to slave over something for years, but other times it's just kind of like you you have the the initial idea. And that's really the that's the main thing, you know. And, and everything you do after that is kind of just trying to polish it, or you know, maybe even second start doubting it because too much time has passed. And yeah. I like I often feel when we finish an album that like I have no idea what we've been doing. Like it's just <laughs> crazy. Like I, I I can't imagine anyone would ever like it because it's just I have no idea what it is, you know, because I've just been in it too long. You know? That's amazing though, because I feel yeah. most people, even especially musicians, I feel like for most people it'd probably be the reverse, where when they start, it's like all these ideas that are like a mountain, and then yeah. they're like whittling it down. Sure. Yeah. I think I'm. I always, I'm always curious about the mountain and what we lost in the, you know, in the yeah. process. What I think is really intriguing about that, and I'm trying to think the best way to describe it. I feel like there's other acts when you listen to their albums, you could tell when there's ideas that are left behind from like a previous album. Mm, yeah. You can like almost tell, you could be like, oh, maybe that was meant to be a B-side, but it's an, an album track. Right. I've, I've never felt that with your band. Do you feel it's important, like where every time you start an album, it's like almost the cleanest slate possible? It, it, it never really is, actually. There's, 
there's oftentimes just a couple parts at least that, that we wrote years ago that somehow end up like that we that we really like there's always parts we write that we really love but we just cannot find a home for them you know yeah. and so 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 it does I think we're just probably good at disguising it like <laughs> it, it, we're good at sort of giving it the same color as as the rest of the, the song you know but, uh, but the same do, texture yeah exactly but uh, but there are a couple of parts on this album that, that were written a few years ago and there are, there are some that were written many years ago actually really yeah. what's an example uh, let me think the bridge and twist quest really was written probably like five years ago six years ago Jesus. but it was just a piano part that I had yeah. like around like the fragment of that yeah yeah so it's just like I don't know it's just once in a while and it happens and if it works out then we're happy with it you know? we've talked about the albums a lot as well as visuals particularly um, but something I'm very intrigued by um, I mentioned it to you before we started talking that this will be my first time seeing you guys finally after meaning to see you live for years I'm curious though, and I guess this is a bit of a selfish question, but I'll I'll take it. Um, how would you describe the live show to someone who's never seen you guys live before? Well, on this tour especially, the, the visuals are quite important. That's why I'm so, you know, I'm I'm really nervous about the the projector issue we we are having right now. But I'm sure they'll figure out how to make it work. But uh, because the sort of when we started writing. I always had the idea because people often ask me, I, you know, I get two questions. One is like, do you write the lyrics first or the melodies? And I always say, well, the melodies actually, or sometimes at the same time, if it's like in, a, in the right moment. But also like, do you write the music first and then the visuals or do you make the visuals first? And, and I, w- I always thought that would be really interesting. You know, if I could do that, if I could make all these animations and then we could write from that. So we did that a little bit on this one. and. Even on the songs that we didn't, we had some kind of visual starting point, like a, an idea of what this song looked like. I mean, it sounds very abstract and maybe a bit far-fetched, but... No, no, but was, I, I'd, yeah. I'd like to add, though, for anyone um, who, would, who hasn't listened to your album, I would say definitely listen to it, because that was very much, without even hearing you say that, that very much came across to me when I experienced the album, so it came across, honestly. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but I mean, you know... I always find it hard if you have nothing, you know, as a starting point, especially writing melodies and lyrics. I, I like to just have one word on a piece of paper or one idea about a, a rhythm in the vocal or something. And the same, you know, it works kind of the same way having a picture in your mind or on, on a canvas or, or, you know, or an animated sequence. It's like, what would this sound like, you know, like, what, what is it? What does it uh, say to me that I could turn it into music? You know? I think it was a good, good experiment. You know, I'm not sure we're gonna do that again, but it was, I'm really happy that we, we tried that and we, we did that. You know? Did because being in a band in itself is such a communal thing. When you guys were doing that, did it feel like it was, um, it made it almost more communal, or was it just kind of a reflection of the communication you guys had already, like the way you would respond to visuals? Yeah, I mean it's. It's very hard because it's obviously always going to be different from, you can't really know how another person experiences something, you know, it's, yeah. it's, but we communicate about it and we've kind of, because we, 
we're, we're sort of very inbred in, as musicians. We, we, we started when we were very young and we didn't really have like, we, I, I have lots of friends who are musicians who are like in, in several different bands and, and, and always have been and that's really cool. But we were a lot more sort of like, I don't know, a bit secluded from everything and, and, and we, you know, we, we weren't really part of an environment when we were starting out that much. We, so. So we, we kind of developed our own language, even without knowing what chords were called, we would somehow figure out a language to, to sort of be able to communicate about it. And the same thing about how music makes us feel and st stuff like that. So, so we do at least approximately understand each other in that, in that way. I think something that's very compelling about your band, it's been a very, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, by the way. Thanks for taking the time. Likewise. Yeah, I think a very interesting thing about your band, and I think this is a testament even all the way back to your first album, is I, as me as a music fan, I can't pinpoint it of what your band sounds like to, in relation to other bands, other influences. Right. I feel like visuals, is like almost, it's such a fine staple of that, and I feel like many people listen to your music agree, uh, would agree. How does it feel knowing that for most people they can't pigeonhole what your music is? Like Mew essentially sounds like Mew. That I think that's probably one of the greatest compliments you can you can get. For me, it is anyway. I, all my favorite bands they sound like themselves and no one else really, you know. But you know, it's it's uh, I don't know where it comes from. I, I we're definitely inspired by, by other music, and I think that you know that here and there you you will be able to to hear that. But I think we're we're always able to give it our own color somehow, you know. Even on the very first one, which was very, I guess, very sort of inspired by the, the bands we were listening to at the time, there were a couple of really weird ideas in that album that I don't, I have no idea where they came from. You know, they just, it, it sounds, it's very sort of different from, from anything else. You know? So I, I, I guess that is something we aspire to do as well. You know, it's trying to try out things. Yeah. Well, on album seven, you've achieved it. That's. That's really something, like, I keep bringing that up because I'm, I'm beyond certain without shout out for people who are listening to us talk, they'll find themselves going like, wow, it's really been seven albums? Or if they're unfamiliar with your band, they're gonna be yeah. like, this band has seven albums? And I think for many people, they'll stop for a second and think about acts that they like, that, and try to associate how many albums that, you know, their yeah. acts they like have. And then they'll try to think like, does that band still feel as vital with their latest release? And for me, there's maybe only I don't know the number, but it's definitely a handful of acts. I could think of maybe Manic Street Preachers for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Editors, as we talked about before, we still make vital records within now, but your band is there. Like, they're, you guys are doing that. Oh, thank you so much. We actually toured with Manic Street Preachers as well. Did you? Yeah. We That's did. amazing. We did it many years ago. Wow. They're really nice guys. Editors and Manic Street Preachers. That's yeah. beyond fitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that there's an awkwardness to our band, which I... I is is beautiful, you know. I, I think there is a beauty in awkwardness because I would love to explore this a fair bit. What do you mean awkwardness in your band? Well, like the the way that we our rhythms and the way we play together, there is kind of like a the, the way things kind of lilt a little bit. Uh, I I'm not sure how to explain it really, but uh, I think it it started out with us wanting to form a band 
and none of us being musicians. <laughs> like we, we all just learned from playing together. So we didn't have all the know-how that we needed to mimic the bands that we liked. You know, we, we weren't actually able to copy the bands we liked. And so something else came out of it that was a bit awkward and different, you know. So I think that's, we, we owe a lot of that to our inability. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love hearing that so much. Oh, that reminds me so much of uh, one of my favorite bands, uh, Phoenix. They've definitely said some things kind of similar in the past, like how when they got together, they were all fans of Iron Maiden. Like they, oh, that was really? their biggest thing, yeah. And then when they first got together, was them kind of trying to replicate that, and yeah. then it not working. And then their band <laughs> becoming the indie band they are now yeah. essentially was in reaction to not being able to sound like Iron Maiden. Oh, they, they're they're amazing songwriters. Yeah, there's not much Iron Maiden in Phoenix. Not really. <laughs> uh, well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me. Likewise. Thanks a lot.